Hi, welcome to TNA's first podcast. My name is Tyler. And I'm Alec. And this is the brutal truth about the league. I think we really wanted to kind of start this podcast. Uh, well, actually, I think it kind of stemmed from uh, talking too much about football around each other. Wouldn't you agree with that? Talking too much about football around each other, about things that don't actually get talked about because the teams are either in an insignificant market when certain situations happen and they get overlooked or things that don't generally get talked about on higher end platforms. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's definitely a lot of things that are overlooked in today's media, especially around football, just because if it's not going to make them a ton of money, they don't report it. So I think that we wanted to really, you know, talk about these things because it's, necessary you know there's tons of other things going on in these smaller markets that you know deserve the attention that uh you know get the attention that they deserve so i think for today uh we know we talked about wanting to do you know go over a little bit about our predictions for the season uh you know see if uh you know there's anything that we you know really disagree on I do apologize in advance now there you know if you don't like swearing this probably isn't the podcast for you because it, you know it could get uh, what's what's the right word, Alec? Uh, raunchy, feisty. Yeah, one of the, one <laughs> of those two. So why don't you go go first, Alec? Let's start with the AFC. Yeah, go so we wanted those. to start off with our predictions of who would win each division, and then we can kind of go there and do the more playoff bracket type predictions, but. For the AFC East, I am picking the Patriots because they don't really have a team in the division right now that, in my opinion, is structured enough to actually beat them. I think the Bills and Jets are going to both give them a good challenge, but I don't see either team getting over that 9-7 and seven mark. Um, so I'm going with the Patriots for this one. Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that one for the AFC East. It's definitely uh, it's definitely been dominated by the Patriots for too long now. Uh, but like you said, you know, I think that there's definitely going to be some more challengers this year and in the coming years from the from the Jets and the Bills. Definitely not the Dolphins. They're they're you have they're three dismantling. exactly yeah. you have three quarterbacks that are up and coming and. I'll, I'll even give the nod to Josh Rosen. Then you have Josh Allen and Sam Darnold. You have young quarterbacks who are still learning how to be professional quarterbacks. In mind. So until they have a little bit more time to develop, because I don't think any of them are going to be able to come out like Pat Mahomes, I, I think that they still need a couple more years to develop. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, well, that's Josh Rosen is a totally different episode within itself, but uh AFC North, what, what do you got for them? <sighs> AFC North is the one that's actually rather challenging, but I – and this this could change, but I'm still going to pick the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Interesting, okay. Mainly because I don't – we can rule out the Ravens and the Bengals. I don't, I don't think they have anything. Nothing against Lamar Jackson. I think he's a top talent. Um, but, again, like the other quarterbacks, I think he still needs time to develop. I do think on paper that the Browns have more talent on their roster, but they have a first-year head coach in Freddie Kitchens. And I have a hard time picking the Browns because 
of what I've seen in other sports. Like, I've seen other teams in other sports try to form a super team, and it's either worked out extremely well or it's crashed. So I can't just up and say because of the acquisitions of Kareem Hunt and Odell Beckham Jr. Um, and the fact that they already have Nick Chubb, who is a baller, and then they have Jarvis Landry opposite of Odell Beckham Jr. And then Antonio Callaway, also a baller. He's the third receiver. And then they have Njoku. So they're going to have to put one of whoever's playing the Browns is going to have to play man-to-man coverage on either Jarvis Landry, Antonio Callaway, or David Njoku. And that's, you know, usually a loss. So I do – I'm still going to pick the Steelers just because of the tenured head coach and because they do still have a lot of the weapons that they had last year outside of Brown and Bell. Well, Bell didn't even play last year, thankfully. But uh, I would have – I you know, I don't think I'm going to agree with you on this one, Alec. I think that it's going to have to be the Browns. Uh, you know, they do have, like you said, I wouldn't call it a super team, but they've definitely built up around Mayfield. I think that they have a ton of swagger coming into the season, especially with him at the helm. That's just the kind of guy he is. But I think the biggest difference maker is that their confidence is going to take them to places that people expected to go the opposite. And what I mean by that is that, you know, some people think that having too much confidence is going to come to bite them in the ass. And I, you know, that, that's happened for people before. You see it all the time in sports where there's, you know, overly confident and they blow the you know, big games, whatever. This is a team that I don't think is going to let that happen. Baker Mayfield, regardless of his, you know, idiotic antics on and off the field, I think that he's got a he lot of He doesn't really confidence. have that many idiotic antics anymore since the well, game yeah, against he, Kansas. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he's definitely – calm down for sure but he's vocal about a lot of things you know you hear him in in press conferences the media whatever he's he doesn't really filter himself he still speaks his mind but I think that aside from all that he's the type of person that's going to do whatever he can to win you know his story as an NFL quarterback his story as a college football player unbelievable stories I think that that drive that he's developed to get to where he is is going to take them farther. I don't think it's going to be a big win season. I think that a lot of these teams uh, besides the Bengals are going to make a big push. Uh, I think that it's going to be a very close race, but I think the Browns are going to come out on top. And, and again, like I'm not discrediting Baker Mayfield. The defense is legit. They have a ridiculous running game and defenses are going to have a hard time either, you know, putting up the three linebackers to, help block Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and then they have to worry about the receivers. It's just, I think because they don't, they haven't played a game together yet, we'll just have to see how it unfolds. But I think that these two are the clear favorites. I'm just, you know, giving the Steelers the edge for the same reason. It sounds like you're giving the Browns the edge. Yeah, this is well, probably the most controversial AFC division, though. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to keep my personal biases out, but yeah, I think this is definitely <laughs> oh, uh, going to be one of the closer uh, divisions for sure. All right, well, let's keep your personal bias to the last division then. So we'll go to the AFC South. Who are you taking? Uh, I'm definitely going to go with uh, the Texans. They've, you know, they've got a solid defense. They've got some good playmakers on that side of the ball. They've got Deshaun Watson. You know, he obviously struggled a little bit last year in terms of, 
uh, interceptions and whatnot comparatively to his first season. But he's definitely got the talent that he needs, especially in DeAndre Hopkins. And, you know, if if they've improved the line like I hope they have this year, their offensive line, he's going to be hit a lot less, which is going to pay off in a big return later down the road in the season. You know, they made it, they won the division last year. They, you know, they struggled a little bit in the playoffs. Obviously they didn't make it too far, but I think that, the, you know, they're primed and ready to go for another big year. And there's really not a ton of competition. You know, if you look at the rest of the division, the Colts just lost Andrew Luck. If Andrew Luck hadn't retired, I would, this would be a completely different conversation. Uh, so without Andrew Luck, I put the, I'm putting the Colts in, in third out of four. Uh, I'm putting the Jags in second. And honestly, you know, I, I don't have a ton of faith in the Titans. They've got too much quarterback struggle. They can't seem to put it together on offense and their defense is stifling. But if you look at the bills from the past, how many years now they've had a great defense and they, you know, they can barely eke out more than seven to nine wins, you know? So I, I think that uh, it's, it's definitely a clear favorites for the Texans. I don't know how you feel about that though. Well, I think the tight, well, the Titans are always a controversy because, in my opinion, they have two backup quarterbacks right now, Mariota and Tannehill. So I don't, I definitely don't think they're going anywhere. I think Jacoby Brissett is actually a serviceable quarterback, better than both of them. Um, but I think he also needs time to develop because he hasn't actually, to my knowledge, played a full season yet as a starter. Um, I am actually going to pick the Jaguars to bounce back this year and win the division. I think that. Um, the Texans are also a very good team, but they lost their starting running back, who was a big um, locker room guy as well as an on-field presence. Um, they also lost Clowney, who, yes, like I'm not a fan of Clowney's personality or the way he like treats football since it's all about money with him. Um, but I think the Jaguars, now that they actually have a serviceable quarterback in Nick Foles, I'm not saying Nick Foles is – anywhere near to the level of like a Breeze or a Rodgers or a Mahomes talent. But I think he's one of those quarterbacks that you have to build around to essentially have a good team. And I think he has the pieces around him. He has D.D. Westbrook, Chris Connolly. He has Marquise Lee at the wide receiver positions. He has a top five um, pick in Leonard Fournette running back. And they brought a lot of their pieces back defensively that had the best defense two years ago. They still have Yannick Ngakwe at defensive end. They still have Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Bouye in the secondary. They have Clayus Campbell, Miles Jack, and linebacker. And then they have Marcel Darius, who, you know, people forget was a top three pick. And granted, he didn't really do much for the Bills because he was so self-absorbed. But I think that the defense is definitely going to be a top three defense, maybe sitting behind Chicago. Um and I think that all the offensive pieces are in the right place. And I think because of um, – I don't want to say Doug Marone is a better coach than Bill O'Brien because Bill O'Brien is also an excellent head coach. But I think right now defensively the Jaguars have a better team. And I think right now outside of DeAndre Hopkins because none of the Jaguars receivers are actually better than DeAndre Hopkins. But I think that they're all better than Will Fuller and Kiki Katie. So I don't think that – um, the Texans have a better offense or defense than the Jaguars right now. So, in my opinion, I'm going to take the Jaguars to win the South. Well, it'll be an interesting conversation when they lose. So, 
Uh, moving <laughs> on. Moving on. They're wrong. Uh, no, I, I, you know, I have a ton of respect for Nick Foles. Oh, my God. I think Harry that he, what he did with the Eagles was amazing. I just don't think that the the Jags have the the organizational support that they need. Not that I'm saying the Texans do, but I, I don't think they have the organizational support that they need to not be uh, more than a one-hit wonder like they were when they made the AFC Championship game. You know, and, and to be fair, a lot of their defense was still there last year, and they struggled immensely. They, but they also had Blake Bortles at the helm, and I get that he had it two years ago when he went to the AFC Championship run. But now they have a quarterback that is substantially better than Blake Bortles. They still have that ferocious defense. They still have great pieces on offense. Their line isn't exactly the best line, but they still have a top five pick in front of I just don't see – I think Duke Williams now is the starting RB1 for the Texans. And outside of Hopkins and Watson, that's that's all you're really working with are Hopkins and Watson. And, like – don't get me wrong, the Texans still have a good defense without Clown. It's it's no joke, and they're all ballers, but they're not anywhere near as good of a defensive unit as the Jaguars. It's not even a conversation. Yeah, we shall see. Yeah. Only time will tell, right? Yeah. Well. So On to my your favorite favorite division, the AFC West. What 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 do you what do you got going on here? What do you think? I'm interested to hear. I can't not take the Chiefs. The Chiefs are – listen, the Chiefs have probably a bottom 10 defense right now. And they do have flashes where they can actually be pretty good. I do think that their front office is a little bit of a question when, you know, they let Marcus Peters go a couple of years ago to the Rams. Um, but, and um, who is it they let go that um, individual? Uh, they let go who is a – like probably a top 10 pass rusher in a lot of people's eyes. Um, but that offense is just, it's, it's unbelievable. They like it, it almost gets overlooked for some of the depth that they have. And the fact that that depth has been pro bowl talent, because when you're looking at their, just the wide receiver position, because we, we, uh, we don't even have to really speak to um, the quarterback position. We all know how good, Pat Mahomes is, and we know like what he brings to the table as far as an electrifying quarterback who can extend plays, and he's just a really entertaining player to watch, right? But they Tyreek Hill is still going to be there. He just got a three-year extension, so he's going to be playing with a little bit of confidence, knowing that his team's got his back, even especially after that incident that he had with um, his uh, wife or girlfriend. I'm not sure what it was, but then Something. he's got right. He's got Sammy Watkins opposite of him. It was the number four pick in the 2014 draft. He's still a very good receiver. He knows that he can track the ball extremely well. They have the league's best tight end, in my opinion, in Travis Kelsey, who is honestly, like, in my opinion, the last five years has been better than Rob Gronkowski was. Um, and then you have you have a line in Eric Fisher, Andrew Weil, and I, I don't think, like, Yes, they lost Mitch Morris to the Buffalo Bills in free agency, but that line is still stellar. And then the running back position, Damian Williams is still the RB1, as he should be. He's a very good running back. But 
now with the acquisition of LaShawn McCoy, you have like a two-headed dragon at the wide receiver position, a two-headed dragon at the running back position. You have the league's best tight end. You have the league's best quarterback. So if they can get, you know, back to like being a middle-of-the-pack defense, which I think they're on the path to do since the acquisition of flank, flank, Frank Clark, um, they still have Kendall Fuller at uh, the cornerback position. They have Tyron Matthew. I think if they can get to a middle-of-the-pack defense when their offense is a clear top two, I I have a very hard time believing anyone else can pick anyone but the Chiefs. You know, I'm not going to disagree with you on that there. That's right. Uh, I, I, shut up. So I think that – I think the, the Chiefs are the clear winner here. I think what's going to be interesting, though, is I think there's going to be some more wild card contenders – uh, just like the AFC North, I think there's going to be some some good contenders here. Uh, I'm I'm ruling out the the Raiders. I'm sure everyone that is hopefully listening to this podcast that's a crapshoot there. I'm sure everyone has heard about what's going on with the Raiders, and and clearly they're just uh, in what some people on Twitter call a poverty franchise. Now I'm sure that there's you know Raiders fans out there that are ride or die, but th- there's there's nothing good going on there. Derek Carr is just garbage now. Um, Antonio Brown is thoroughly dismantling that team uh, piece by piece. And Gruden, I think he was a genius before and should and deserves that credit. But in in today's football and what he's done, I, I don't think that he deserves that anymore. Uh, so that leaves kind of the Broncos and the Chargers. And the Chargers are an excellent team. Phillip Rivers is probably the most underrated quarterback uh, playing in the NFL right now. You know, he's put up big years. He's got good talent around him between Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, you know, the whole Melvin Gordon holdout. You know, I think they're, they're not going to miss a beat with that. You know, they don't, they're the type of team that I think that they don't like to pay for big players besides Rivers. Uh, and I think that with what they had, the momentum that they had last year, I mean, they gave the Chiefs a run for their money. You know, that it was just a game. They should still be a wild card team for sure. Absolutely. But I, I don't think that you can count out the Broncos. And I'm not saying that because uh. of my bias. I'm not saying that because of my bias. Uh, for those of you listening, I, I am a, a, a very big diehard Broncos fan. I'm trying to keep my bias out of this completely. The reason I'm saying that is that they have been a defensive team. The reason they won the Super Bowl, uh, what was it, 2016, is because of their defense. They had Wade Phillips at the helm of that back then, and it was a masterpiece, right? I mean, they dismantled the number one offense in that Super Bowl, but different story. Today, they've got the defensive genius, the evil genius, as some people on the Bears have deemed him. And actually, Cleo Mack said that. The Broncos have a really good shot if they can put up a serviceable offense and kind of figure it out there and, you know, just enough to put up points with the better coaching than Vance Joseph last year. Half those games that they lost last year could have been easily won if it weren't for bad coaching calls. So you put someone in charge that actually has a brain between their two ears. I have, I don't have confidence in them winning the division. I don't even have confidence in them, you know, being 
second in the division. I just think that with the talent that they have on both offense and defense, there is enough to make the Chiefs and the Chargers scared. What what talents does the Broncos have on offense, though? Philip Lindsay, Cortland Sutton. He's he's got to have a breakout year. They've got. How do you know, know people... that though? He's still an unproven rookie. Like he's still an unproven receiver. Yeah, and he was the number two receiver and still had over seven hundred yards of play last year. Just saying. And then you've got Flacco, who I think is, you know, oh, don't, don't I think he's it. middle of the road. He's whatever, you know. I think that he had the potential to be. An elite quarterback uh, that's been, been kind of thrown around for years now. You know, I I just think that he's good enough to put up what they need. So to and be really, clear, you're you're picking them as a wild card, or you're picking them as a chance to win the division? No, 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 no. I'm I'm picking them as a chance for a wild card. Okay. I'm, I'm saying good. that I'm saying that they beat the Chargers last year with Vance Joseph at the helm and Case Keenum. They beat the Chargers. In L.A., they lost to the Chiefs and the Rams by a one-score game. And that if that had been managed better, they would have won. They, well, they yeah. lost to the Browns because Vance Joseph decided to do some stupid-ass things when they were in the red zone. I think that they have the pieces. They just need to put it together. And if they have – with Fangio – I think that those pieces will be put together. Not guaranteeing more than eight and eight, but it's going to make it a very tough division. I, I mean, yeah, you have the Broncos, Chiefs, and Chargers. They're not like going to be a six and ten team. They're going to be around seven and nine, ten to six. And except, you know, the Chiefs, I'm looking at maybe like 12, 13 wins, providing that defense again. So, um, yeah, that, that'll game. that'll be the that'll be the test of time, right? You know, I think that the the defensive defensive improvements they made in the off season are going to be huge, but, uh, you know, a lot of people have been trying to beef up their defenses. A lot of teams have been working on that. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because this is almost an even more important year for Patrick Mahomes because he has to establish himself as a consistent high performer. This is his true sophomore season. Yep. Last season was unbelievable, but we shall see how – you know, what goes on once he, you know, can, can he solidify himself as the league's best quarterback this year? All right. All right. So let's, let's move on to the NFC. Um, which division do you want to start with? Oh, let's start with the East. <sighs> I am picking the Eagles here. I don't, I don't think that the Giants quarterback situation if they decide no. to start if they decide to start Eli they're not winning the um they're not going to the playoffs and if they decide to if they decide to start the rookie and Daniel Jones they're also not they're not a team enough yet Daniel Jones hasn't had enough time to mature and Eli Manning is just not good enough it's no disrespect to Saquon Barkley but Dave Gettleman is one of the dumbest GMs I've ever seen you don't let a generational player in Odell Beckham Jr. go. You don't let one of your captains in Landon Collins go. That organization right now is a mess. I don't think that the Redskins starting Case Keenum at quarterback. I I can't even name like a Redskins 
like offensive player other than Case Keenum and Adrian Peterson. Um, and then when it comes down to the Eagles and Cowboys, I pick the Eagles because I don't think Jason Garrett is ever going to be able to. He's been the head coach for what, like over a decade, and he's won three playoff games. I mean that that's oh, self-explanatory. He's, not the, truth. They, he's they, not the truth. No, and they have. That's the sad part is they have the talent. You have Omari Cooper. You have, like, I can't believe I'm going to throw Tavon Austin in there, but he's not a scrub receiver. They have a top three running back in the NFL who just got his ridiculous amount of money. Um, And I think Dak is a very good quarterback, even though people like to hate on him. He was a fourth-round draft pick, and he's not flashy per se. He's definitely not the best player on that offense behind Ezekiel Elliott. But he's a good receiver, and that that defense is – pretty stellar you know you have those young guns too like Leighton Van Der Esk who's gonna come in and he's not he's not a joke either um but the the problem with the Cowboys is Jerry Jones and I say that because he he knows football but he thinks he knows too much football and and that that's a problem because he cares more about being friends with the individuals on the team instead of um you know actually getting a good team together so i i don't think that they're ever going to be um a play like a serious super bowl contender or division winner until um they get rid of jason Garrett. and unfortunately i don't know if that's ever going to happen because jerry jones loves him so much but the eagles i think carson Wentz is going to have one hell of a bounce back season this year he is a great quarterback he's starting to get overlooked because he's had so many injuries but i think you know, the offense is still, you know, pretty much there. Um, but the thing with the Eagles is the defense because they have a defensive coordinator in Jim Schwartz, who was one of my favorite coaches in the NFL when he was back coaching the Bills with Doug Marone. And then he got fired because Rex Ryan didn't like him. But I, I think the defense is still really good. Um mainly with the fact that they had Brandon Graham, they had Malik Jackson, but Fletcher Cox is a huge problem in um, defensive tackle. Um, they just got Zach Brown, who led the league in tackles a couple of years ago. They had, you know, a lot of pieces on defense, um, including one, another one of my favorite cornerbacks and Ronald Darby, who also played for the Bills. And that, the offense is still there. They have a top two league tight end, in my opinion, if you want to make the case that Kelsey and Kittle are top two and Ertz is three, then fine. Um, they got this Deshaun Jackson back. They have Nelson Aguilar, who's also a first-round talent. They have Elshon Jeffrey. The only thing that they're really lacking, in my opinion, is a running back game. Jordan Howard is a very good running back, but he is more of a like a backup running back, in my opinion, a very, very high-end backup running back. Um, and Peterson's already been to – a um, Super Bowl in the past two, three years. So I think he's hungry for it. I just don't see any other team in this division being able to take him. I'm going to have to disagree with you wholeheartedly. Oh, oh my God. And it's and it's not because I'm marrying into oh a Cowboys God. team. I, it's, it's because I, I fully believe – that even though Jason Garrett is a what I would say a total moron as a head, of a head coach, and I, I have a ton of respect for Doug Peterson as a as a coach of the Eagles, and I think what he did against the Patriots was uh, absolutely glorious, and I'll never take that away from them. 
but you know they don't have a ton of offensive weapons that I think are going to outlast the weapons that you know Dak Prescott and company are you know Dak as a quarterback gets a lot of hate as you mentioned and I, I will not disagree with that however if you're if we're you know we're in a stats based league now that's what people care about and if you look at his stats comparatively to Carson Wentz the only thing that Carson Wentz has on him is yards per game you know granted Dak Prescott has played more games about eight more games but Dak Prescott has a better record he's got a higher completion percentage he's got three less touchdowns but he's also been healthy the entire time. And I'm not saying Carson Wentz is a bad quarterback by any means whatsoever, but I thoroughly believe that he will not make it through the season again. I just don't trust his body. I think that he is just injury prone because of his build. You know, he's a tall, kind of lankier guy. That doesn't do well in the league. You know, I don't know how Brady has made it as long as he has because he's a soft motherfucker, but... But he's got the build of like a Ben Roethlisberger, and he's fine. Like, there's so many big quarterbacks. Like, <sighs> I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, you're okay. You're okay. Um, well, if you want to talk about size, Dak Prescott is six two and two hundred thirty eight pounds, and Carson Wentz is six five, two hundred thirty seven pounds. Those three inches may not seem like a lot, but but it adds. It adds up. So you're it adds saying up for sure that is in the same league as Carson Carson Wentz, who was. Who was literally in consideration to be league MVP before that injury? To no, his no, no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting, them, I'm not putting them in the same class. I'm saying that Dak Prescott is an above average quarterback, despite what people think. You know, despite the, the the media's interest in wanting to shit on him, but I think that the talent that Dak Prescott has around him is much greater than what. Carson Wentz has and I just don't trust Carson Wentz to stay healthy not because he's an idiot or any whatever I just don't think that his body's going to be able to hold up I agree with the fact that um, I, I agree with the fact that I think Dak is a better you know football situation that he's walking into but I don't think that organization like offensively and on paper I, I think that the I, I think that the Cowboys have a better offense and like defense in some regard, but the coaching of the Dallas Cowboys is going to lead. Like you could plug in a majority of the NFL head coaches to what Jason Garrett is. And I would be completely on board with saying that the Cowboys are going to win the division, but Jason Garrett three playoff in over 10 years. You need to win three playoff games in most situations to go to a Super Bowl, And he's only ever won three. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just have more faith in the offense and the Dallas defense is no joke either. I think that the Eagles defense is great too. And it has been for years now, but I think that uh, there's definitely, there's definitely some magic going on more so with Prescott and co than with Carson Wentz and his offense. But, again, I, I think it'll be close. I don't think it's going to be a blowout either way. I think it's going to be very close. All right. Let's go to the NFC West. 
who do you think is going to take that division? And in my opinion, there is a very correct answer here. Oh yeah, it it's the Rams. Yeah, Without I mean, I don't. I don't think we need to spend too long on this one, but no, no, Cardinals. Kyler Murray's a great quarterback, but Cliff Kingsbury. I'm pretty sure Look, Cliff Kingsbury was a, like a pretty bad coaching college. Like how he ended the, up getting uh, this job is the bad. only reason. The only reason that he was, uh, in my opinion, in consideration is because he coached Mahomes. So right. the idea of oh we have the number one overall draft pick we are going to take Kyler Murray oh let's put the coach that coached Mahomes with Kyler Murray oh that's going to be so great yay it's not it, you know right. and I don't I, again I don't think the 49er their issues with Jimmy Garoppolo has looked like straight up horseshit these past like like five weeks he, between practices and preseason. He's terrible. Like he's been terrible. You know, I think that he's a serviceable quarterback. He can get the job done. Uh you know, but it's not going to be pretty. And the way that he played well, um, you know, that he he had a good starting record uh, up until he got injured. But the thing was is that part of those wins were in New England. And as we all know, Tom Brady's assistant quarterback. And <laughs> we'll go down that rabbit hole later. And when he was, you know, in those games that he won with the Niners, he's throwing two touchdowns and three interceptions, but still getting the win. He also had no you know, pressure like, because there was no chance that they were going to be able to make like the playoffs or the Super Bowl. So he's playing with yeah. no chip on his shoulder whatsoever. Yeah, I, I just think that he's a serviceable quarterback. I don't think he's worth the massive contract that he got. That's why you don't uh, pay a quarterback or any player that much money until they're yeah. proven. Seahawks might be able to sneak in with the uh, the wild card, but I think that, you know, unfortunately, you know, with, with the Rams in the division and how strong they are uh, with the consistency of their offense and their defense being coached by Wade Phillips and all the talent they have on that side, well, that and Aaron Donald, he's like an entire defensive line. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, they're just the clear winners. So yeah, there's there's no discrepancies there. Right. Uh, NFC North. Oh, this this is an interesting <laughs> one, especially after Thursday night. Um, you know, we're gonna disagree on this, but. I am actually going to take the Vikings on this. And I'm taking the Vikings because the Vikings, the Chicago Bears have a great defense. There's no doubting that their defense is going to be top three if they live up to, you know, the expectations. Um, The problem I have with the offense is, you know, you got Allen Robinson, who's a great wide receiver, number one, um, out of Jacksonville. But Mitchell Trubisky, I – I really don't think that he is ready yet to be a quarterback. I think, like, I think the way he got thrown into his rookie season was, you know, something that should always be avoided because I think it sets the quarterback up for failure. Um, But that's just my opinion. Um, The Packers, Aaron Rodgers went from looking really awful for one quarter to Aaron Rodgers. Um, the Lions, I'm not even going to talk about. The Lions, in my opinion, are just a waste of time. But when you look at the Vikings, they have Stephon Diggs, who is a wide receiver number one on most teams. 
they have Adam Thielen, who is another wide receiver one on most teams. Adam Thielen's like my favorite fantasy player because he's such an under-the-radar player. You have Delvin Cook, who is a beast of a, you know, of a um, running back. And then they also have Amir Abdullah, who's a very good serviceable backup. Kirk Cousins isn't this flashy quarterback. He's not worth the $84 million guaranteed money he got. But he is a good quarterback. Like, I don't. I don't really think anyone actually argues the fact whether or not he's a good quarterback. It's just whether or not he's able to get, once he's in the playoffs, whether or not he can handle the pressure of being in the playoffs well enough to actually keep progressing. But I think as far as the discussion right now is winning the division, I do think that it's going to be the Vikings. And again, they have a wider, they have a tight end in Kyle Rudolph too. He's not like a joke and their line is pretty good. Um, they have a really good secondary with Harrison Phillips and Xavier Rhodes. They, have, they remember they kept Anthony Barr. They were about to let him go, which I thought was a mistake. They were going to let him go to the New York Jets. Um, and Mike Zimmer again is also a really good coach. The reason I'm also not picking the Packers is Matt Lafleur is an unproven first year coach. So I don't think that. The Packers or the Bears with their new coaches and with, you know, I just think that the Vikings have more structure and more talent. You know, I'm actually not going to disagree with you. I think that the Vikings are overlooked, uh, especially after last season. But I think that, you know, there's there's an expectation of when you trade for a good quarterback. I will throw Kirk cousins into that mix i think he's a good quarterback uh you know if we look at his stats from last year 70.1 completion percentage that's ridiculous that's that's drew Brees level you know 40 or excuse me 70.1 completion percentage almost 4300 yards 30 touchdowns and 10 interceptions he's right? a beast that's good that there is nothing bad about that stat I think that they just didn't put the pieces of the puzzle together. They've got a good coaching staff. They've got a good offense. They've got a good defense. They've got everything going for them. It's just a matter of putting the pieces of the puzzle together. And I think that they they can do that in this second year. And they almost have to because if they don't, they've they've got to go back to the drawing board, you know? Right. And you're absolutely right. The Bears, I think the Bears have an excellent defense. I think that defense is not going to be as good without... Vic Fangio, because he, I think that he, what he did with that defense, like he is, he is fully responsible for making that defense what it is today. But I don't think without his leadership on that side of the ball, I don't think it's going to be as uh, potent as people would like it to be. I also don't think that the Packers are going to have an offense. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is good, and he's always going to you know be Aaron Rodgers. He's always going to throw ridiculous Hail Marys. He's always going to put up big numbers. In a defensive battle on Thursday night, he still put up over 200 yards. That's just what Aaron Aaron Rodgers does. They actually look the Packers' defense for once actually. Looked but their legit. defense finally looked legit, but I just don't think they're going to put put it together. I don't think that Lafleur is going to have some epiphany midseason that's going to you know that's going to be able to lead them to you know what I think they want. You know, do I think that Aaron Rodgers deserves a uh, Another Super Bowl ring? Absolutely. I think that he does. But there's no way that they get it done this year, especially because 
and okay, let me let me preface it this way: the Bears, Packers, and Vikings are all good teams. I think that the Bears are going to scare people with their defense. It's going to be close games every single time because they're going to completely squash whatever offense they're facing, and their offense is just good enough to get it down the field a couple times. Right. I think it's going to be a close division, but I think the Vikings are going to come out on top as well. Right. And we can't forget that the Vikings were also, like, they won that division, like, I think – Two years ago. Two years ago. And they – yeah, they only got a better quarterback out of it. They, they've, um, they've been a bubble team for a while now, and they've got the talent on both sides of the ball to, to really make, make a run. Okay, so last division. Who this? The NFC South is a very interesting division. I feel like the NFC every division has like two or three really good teams, and then the other teams we can just kind of disregard, like. I'm not taking the Buccaneers seriously. I don't know about you. No, the the, the Bucks to me are – the only time that they were good was with Gruden at right. the helm. Um, I, they, Winston is garbage, in my opinion. Don't the, discredit the thing, Bruce Arians, though, is a great coach. Oh, he's a great coach. I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with him as a coach. Uh, I just don't think that the Bucks are going to do anything. The only thing really good – on the Bucks is Ali Marpat and Mike Evans, but that's just me. Well, they have, they they have some good defensive players as well, um, but as far as the the offense goes, you're definitely right. Um, the Panthers, I I don't the Panthers defense for whatever reason, like it doesn't even matter who the defensive coordinator is, they've always got a pretty strong defensive unit. But I I don't think. The only player that I actually like on the Panthers' offense right now is McCaffrey. I don't think DJ Moore is a very good wide receiver one. I think he's a good wide receiver two or three in a lot of offenses. And with that being said, the the Panthers' offensive line is not that great. And I think Cam Newton being one of the more sensitive, way, way overrated quarterbacks in the league is just – he hasn't really done anything since that Super Bowl where he dropped the ball and couldn't even. Von Miller scared <laughs> the shit out of him. I, Von I... Miller and Demarcus Ware put him back at the kids' table, and he has never left since. Yeah, I I, I hate him, and I think he's I think he's he's like, a, he's a pompous person. asshole who sits there on his throne of ten ply toilet paper. And just talks down to everyone. You saw that video of him with Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver was like trying not. Ed to Oliver, like... I wish <laughs> that I wish that Ed Oliver could eat him for breakfast because it would be an amazing thing to watch. Uh, uh, I, I agree. Christian McCaffrey is an excellent running back. He's a stud. But, oh yeah, but that's not going to be enough to carry well, them. To you know, with wide team. receivers like we, we, they don't they don't have Ray Ray McLeod. You know, just being added on as their third. You know, he. Well, he's like their fifth or sixth wide receiver. Well, yeah, I mean, on, on the left hand side, but they're. It, you know, it, he showed some some flashes. Chris Hogan, you know, is Chris Hogan. Uh, DJ Moore. DJ Moore is a said, good wide receiver. He's just not up to caliber with like a wide receiver one. No, agreed. Um, like, compare him to like the other receivers in the. Okay, let's do this. 
this is actually really funny. Try to compare him to the other three number one wide receivers in the division. He's not anywhere close to Julio Jones. He's not anywhere close to Mike Evans. And he's not anywhere close to Mike Thomas. It's not yeah. even No, comparable. no, absolutely. Their offensive talent rides on McCaffrey. And that's why he gets, you know, what he gets. You know, he gets so many, so much passing game. He gets a lot of touches on the, on the run game. He is their offense. Cam Newton obviously got injured last year and whatever, but there, <laughs> he's he's not he's not who he was. And I'm not saying this because again, because I'm a Broncos fan. He he literally was put back at the kids' table against that Broncos defense in that Super Bowl. And I think that it and he has not been the same since that game. If you if you look at his stats, his career since the Super Bowl, he has been a second string talent the entire time okay so with the that only, being said who are you taking i'm i've i've got to give it to the saints i, I think it's going to be a close ass race between the falcons and the saints the you know matt ryan has something to prove i think matt ryan is an excellent quarterback they've got tons of talent their defense i think lacks a little bit uh and same with the saints but i think that sean payton is an excellent coach and I think the Saints uh, have a lot to prove. You know, if you think about their two playoff uh, losses the past bullshit. couple of years, it's, it's, it's bullshit. I mean, they've got the biggest chip on their shoulder in the entire league. That gives them every reason to come out guns blazing every single time, even if they're playing, you know, an 0-10 team. Right, like they're not going to count out anyone because they have been dismantled by things that shouldn't dismantle them. They they should so have been in the Super Bowl last year, without a doubt. Like no, if it, and, I'm and, not and the year the and the year before, I think that they would have given the Eagles a huge run for their money in that NFC Championship game. Do I think they would have won? Who knows? We can't change the past or think about it and speak in hypotheticals in that sense. But but that was all but, that was all the Saints' fault, though. I mean, it was Marcus Lawrence who, who literally like. He he or forgot it, how to tackle. That was his. It, fault. It's like he didn't want to tackle. It's like he turned into Demarius Thomas in 2017, where he didn't want to be touched. Right. So but he that's just didn't I'm run roots. Like, that year, that year was their own fault. Like, should they have been? Yes, but it was their own fault. Like, I and by Absolutely. definition, like one player is their fault. Last year, Last I'm year not they were saying. Robbed. Last well, year they were robbed, and I think they were robbed because the NFL people say that oh the NFL is rigged. There are sometimes I think it's rigged, and right. I think that there was pressure uh, to have higher ratings because of the, the the massive decline last year. So they wanted to put the two teams that were gonna have this like amazing showdown right between Tom Brady and Jared Goff, you know, right. past and the future, and it turned out to be shit. Yeah. Is what it is. Well, but, so to my case, I. I... I do think that the Saints are going to win the division. I think the Falcons are going to be without a wild card contender. I think people forget that that Falcons offense is that Falcons offense. They still have Devontae Freeman, who is a beast and being overlooked. They have Julio Jones. They have a first-round pick in Calvin Ridley. Matt Ryan, in my opinion, is still a top-five quarterback right now. Oh, 100%. Um, the defense is still, you know, solid. It's not great. It's middle of the pack. But then – it's serviceable. The issue I have and the reason why I can't pick the Falcons is that I think that Jerry's still out on Dan Quinn. Did he bring him to a Super Bowl a few years ago? 
Yes, but did he lose that Super Bowl by doing like some of the dumbest <laughs> play calling? It. Like yeah, all you have to do is run the, the ball. Gas. You just have yeah. to run the ball and run yeah. out the clock. It, it 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 is simple clock management at that point, and they gave they they gave that game away. That was theirs to lose, and they fucking blew it. Right, but yeah, so I I agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think uh, you know. I think that we've we've covered a lot today. It'll, you know, tomorrow will definitely be interesting regarding you know how the you know full opening day goes. Uh, I think that it'll be an interesting season, without a doubt. I'm looking forward to how everything plays out. And we'll be updating you guys every week on um, yep, you know how we think projections are going and. Um, you know, just other debates that I'm sure will be a little less civil than this one. Yes. Yeah, this this one we, we agree uh, a, a decent amount on, a decent amount. Maybe not the, the, the winners, but a, a lot of other things we agree on. But uh, next week, I think we're going to go over who the top running backs in the league are. As well and, as the top receivers. Yeah, top receivers. And, you know, if, if anything else happens with Antonio Brown in the next week, we may have even more to talk about. So thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Bye, guys. Adios.